welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a a playing sick uh, listening podcast today. Episode one thirty six, Jake. You got a couple of sick ducks here. Yeah. I was I was uh, coming off. I was starting some sickness on last week's episode. I'm coming off it now. Seems you've caught the the itis. Yeah, my voice might sound a little nasally, might sound a little gravelly, might have to cough at a certain point during this episode, Jake. But, you know, we're going to fight through. We're going to fight through. And the listeners are just going to have to, frankly, deal with it. Yes. Yes, Um, you are. Sorry. And and we'll get through it. We have today, uh, for Hot Thoughts, we got three rap albums. Big rap rap week. Or rather, two rap albums and a rap single. Yeah. So, first of all, Jake, I think um, 2018 has been a pretty strong rap year overall. And now, we are not the best people to ask about the nitty-gritty of the rap world necessarily we are here for the big releases mm-hmm. and this has been a year where i've listened to more big rap releases than i have in I, honestly maybe ever yeah um, you've been all in this year. i have i have it's I been give really you nice because i do feel like 2018 and the one we're going to talk about in particular is this new metro Boomin album mm-hmm. that that features travis scott and 21 savage extensively um I think it's a good way to start that conversation because Travis Scott and 21 Savage seem to have had pretty big years and they seem to be some of the biggest names in rap right now. I, yeah. I, I think their like their popularity has never been higher than it is right now. So the th- it, se- it seems to me that Metro Boomin is like a producer. Yeah, right? he's only 25. Yeah, this is interesting. Metro Boomin's only 25. But last year, maybe back, or maybe it was back in like April or something. He's like, I'm retiring. He's like, I've already done it all. It's like, okay, dude. Like, we've seen many rap rappers say they're going to retire only to come back. Jay-Z being probably the most notable. Metro Boomin's like, okay, I'm coming back. But rather, and I liked that the Pitchfork review shed some context on this when I read it. Again, a 7.7, by the way. They said, high review. this isn't like your typical producer album where it's just kind of like leftovers from mixtapes yeah. or like other projects. He went into this being like, I'm going to get my dude 21 Savage. I'm going to get Travis Scott and I'm going to craft this album that's like a little bit of Astral World, a little bit of like all this other stuff. And it all comes together really, really nicely. I think this is a very fun album. I think there's a couple misses on here, but overall... I think it's really great. I've been enjoying it. I think that it's so it seems to me that Metro Boomin and Twenty One Savage are like they're frequent collaborators yes. because they yes. work together on what's that album with like the dog on the cover barking or without warning. Oh, okay, yeah. They when did that come out? Uh, Twenty seventeen. Okay, and it's a similar deal where it's a I think it's technically a Metro Boomin album, but Twenty One right. Savage is on it, almost every single song. Right. Offset is on almost every song. Okay. Quavo's on a couple. And Offset's on a song on. This album, too, which is called um, Not All Heroes Wear Capes, which is kind of a funny name. Uh, Name of the album. Yes. But I I think that's really interesting that Metro Boomin's like, hey, I found my guy who can like just his voice and flow work really well for the beats I bring to the table. And I really like that idea. It's kind of in a way like what Drake does with uh, 40. Or to to point to a less... It's sort of cool option. There's um, 
Ryan Lewis and Macklemore. That's yeah, a similar yeah, thing. exactly. Where they yeah. have albums where it's like the it's literally just the two of them yes, at, yes. on the on the cover. Uh, and not to say Metro Boomin doesn't do stuff with other people. He's actually that little that Metro Boomin like tag at the beginning of song where it like kind of mumbles. God, Metro, but, yeah, yeah. Thing, dude, I like, always, that gets stuck in my head all the time. Me too. And I always wondered what it was. And when I heard it on this album over and over, I didn't even put it together until like yeah. the third or fourth time. I yeah. Was like, oh, it's I his thing. I think the first time I heard that was on Father Stretch My Hands Part One. That because right. like that's a big that was like the Metro booming feature on that album. I was trying to remember where I. Yeah, heard. that's where. And then I've heard it on just other like things here and there on other rap albums. But I think it's really cool that he's like, all right, I'm getting Twenty One Savage, but Travis Scott as well, who is like this expert curator and like crafter of um, like samples, but also just general vibe and like flow of an album. Um, and I think. I was yeah I was listening to Sicko Mode uh, from uh, Astro World and I was looking at the behind the lyrics mm. on Spotify and there was a quote and it's interesting that like you think it would just be lyrics on that but there's it's mostly filled with like just interesting facts yeah. which I like so I read them sometimes and Travis was like the music I'm making on Astro World is like where I want to be like be making music in the future he's like to be honest with you he's like i th- i feel like i'm pushing music forward like a lot hmm. and i honestly don't disagree with that sentiment especially on astro world like the stuff he's doing on there is a collage of different sounds and collaborators and like song structure isn't really a priority for him yeah. and he's kind of just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what what sticks and just creating a, a general vibe and i think he brings that to the table on this album too it's interesting, man. Like, it feels like that's more and more the trend, at least in rap music, of just like. It is really interesting, is there's more experimentation about what can a song be? Yeah. What are the confines of a yeah. song? What's the production have to be? There's some of that on this Not All Heroes Wear Capes uh, album, I think, in terms of like. I just hear more and more with rap, there's songs where it's like, here's this little segment, here's another yeah. little snippet, and then here's another snippet. Yeah, and That's just yeah. what it is. And it's like, I was thinking, and we'll get to Earl Sweatshirt in a minute, but he dropped that new single, and it's like very experimental, it's very weird, and it's so interesting to think about how much like production, programming, and yep. computers just inform what music sounds like now. I, well, I, I think a part of it has become this idea of like you could be a jack of all trades yeah. but maybe a master of none yeah. and it's like am i gonna be a producer a beat maker and a rapper kind of like kanye or is it like i'm gonna focus on one thing yeah. and i know that i have all these other super col- uh, like talented collaborators that are just gonna bring me in a great example on this is is um this dude sway lee he's been showing up yeah. on a bunch of different songs this year and he's doing the same thing on every song, but it's so appealing. And it's just like, I'm going to get Sway Lee to do this little part that sounds fucking awesome. And I'm going to get 21 Savage to do 21 Savage stuff. Meanwhile, Metro's going to be booming in the back, Jake. It's interesting. It's like it, it, there's a few players in the game where they're – like Kanye is an example, although he's been dropping the fucking ball. Oh, my God. Among yeah. others, who the expectation is like, keep pushing the envelope. Yep. And then there's the, the you can find a niche in rap yes. where you're just like, yeah, I guess you could in rock, but it's different in rap where like the collaboration that goes on in, in the culture of rap yep. is so much more prolific. It is. There's so much more. And it's so interesting too. And it's, it's, it is like, it almost like <coughs> is the culture of rap is yeah. collaboration. Yes. With some exceptions. So like you have like, again, like a Frank Ocean 
or uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar. They're, they're people who are like, I'm a true auteur of what I do. J. Cole's another one who does like almost no features. Yeah. Right, yeah. And like they're going to create their own experience of yep. what their music is, what their albums are. Um, but you do have these people who are like, they're mercenaries. Yes. They're like, I, have, I fulfill this role. Yep. Totally. Um, and like some of them end up blowing up. Like I think it like could, Migos is the perfect example. I think The Weeknd is another example yeah, of one. Yeah. It's like, well, you know what you're getting from The yes. Weeknd. He's if he's going to be featured on this, he's going to do like this soaring hook. Yep. yep. He's going to sound and, like Michael Jackson. Yeah, and it sounded good enough that that dude is like now yes. multi platinum yep, fucking exactly. sometimes first or second on Spotify star. Yep. And, and to your point, like yeah, you can do it in rock, but like rock's not what people want to be listening to. And I think rap has so perfectly keyed in on people's short attention span brains. Yeah. And are like, here's a dope beat you can start to like bop your head to. Here's like this really cool rapper who's rapping about all this different cool shit that they do. And like they're just sitting in that beat. And then, oh, here's this other guy who's going to come in and provide a hook and we're out. And like that's in that just satisfies the social media brain. Yeah, when it feels like the culture in rock is still like sure there's some collaborations that go on, but the, the the it feels like the culture is still very much like you should be your own yeah the author yes. of your own yep. story in yep. rock and it should just be you yep. and you like create these albums and your your sort of trajectory will be judged on your abilities. Right. Less, it's not like rock, rock uh, musicians are pulling in a shit ton of other people to be like, hey, no, you, you be on this song, you be on that song. No, and one of the things that people ask, like when a new rap album gets announced and the track list comes out, people are like, who are the features on yeah, this exactly. album? Yeah, exactly. That's like one of the first questions. And honestly, like for me, that has helped me get into a lot of rap in general. That's the thing. I love the cross pollination because it's like, well, yeah, I love Kanye and Drake and Kendrick. I've been able to discover a lot of rappers because of those dudes. And yeah. it's just like, it's this tree. It's like the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Right. It's like, we don't have Nick Saban if we don't have Bill Belichick. I don't have Travis Scott in my life if we don't have Kanye West. And then you got Romeo Cornell spitting on track. Ex exactly. And you're like, yeah. okay, a lot of misfires here. But yeah, like, oh, Charlie Weiss didn't pan yeah, out. Yeah, he's pretty overweight. Um, <laughs> fucked up at Notre so, Dame pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, he did. I think he's still getting paid now. Um, Jake. Few of my favorite songs on here. First of all, I think the Gucci main feature on the first track is really, really good. It's just sleepy, kind of lazy, like Gucci really rich, young busting out a brick. Like I love that. Uh, Don't come out the house. I think this was like the viral hit when this album first came out. I'm not on Twitter anymore, but apparently, like that 21 Savage whisper verse, like went super viral really? or whatever. I I like that one too. Um... Ten Freaky Girls. Ten Freaky out. Girls is great. I love the uh, I'm in Bikini Bottom. Uh, or I'm with Sandy. Sandy. Yeah, like the I'm, I'm with in Bikini Bottom. I'm with Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. I love that. And then the uh, the chorus where he's like, hanging off my earlobes is a rock. Yeah. Hanging off my waist is a, a glop. Pop, pop. I yeah. like that kind of stuff. And 21's just like 21, 21 in the background all the time. It's just like. It's these little, just like yeah. earworms. That does get stuck in your head. Yeah. The, the, the rock glock thing yes. gets stuck in my head. And I thought he took you the other way on it because I honestly expected him to like have it be like, she's sucking my cock or something. I <laughs> yeah, really thought yeah, like yeah, that yeah, was yeah, going to yeah. be one right. of the lines. Of course. Yeah. And, the, and the fact that he like went with glock, I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. took me the other way a now, little bit. Now, uh, Jake, when all these rappers 
talk about like the guns that they have and like how they're like sharpshooters and like straight killers like how much of that do you think is posturing how much of you of that do you think is rooted in reality damn man like i always assume there's some percentage of both i, I yeah like it like depends, is 21 man. savage killing people is he only shooting above the neck like he says dude i honestly like I couldn't tell you. I couldn't either. I don't know. I have no earthly idea. I don't because, know. Because, like, part of me is like, shit, like, I believe you. And then another part is, yeah, like, you're saying, like, it does seem like an act. It's yes. like, you know, that's part of... It's like, so if you're going to take, like, a, a rock star as an example, like, were were those guys as cool as they postured to be in the songs they sang? Right. Like, about how many women they slept right. with, how many fucking... You know, it depends right. on the band. Right. But like, but I think a lot of that rock's a little bit different. Where it's like those lyrics aren't the main driver of sure. like songs. In rap, it like is. Yeah. It's like here's how cool I am. Here's how rich I am. Here's how many drugs I do. Like, and like that's your well. That's what I'm saying. Especially is, trap in general is like I'm get I'm I'm sipping on lean. I'm snoozing. Like well, all this stuff. Yeah, and like a part of it is is that that's what that's their selling point. Like that's I know I know it's this yeah. lifestyle that. Like, maybe nobody actually lives. Maybe right. they don't even, but they're selling it to you. And you're like, hey, I'll, I'll live in that world Like while I listen to this song. And Fine. I'm sure, to some extent, no one could do it as much as they like say they do. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's right. some who do. Right. But yeah, I think I, there's a certain amount of marketing that goes into it. Oh, yeah. You know and I mean? these like, guys are like some of the best marketers going right now. They're brilliant. They're so cool. They yeah. come across as so cool and so like confident in their life and like what they're doing yeah i think that's actually the main appeal what do you think the percentage is um, i do i definitely think there is a percentage that's under 35 percent that like do do that yeah um, do you think push a tease one i know for a fact that that dude sold drugs i don't yeah. know if he still does i don't know if he's like killed anybody like vince staples for is an example yeah well, he came off and we're going to get to him in a second, but like he he came out of the, the street. He was selling right. drugs. Yeah. And he yeah. still sings about that. Like, there's right. the one, what's it, the Move Bands, or what's the one on the new album? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, something about bands. Yeah, like yeah. Move, something about moving bands or something. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need to anymore. Like, you don't right. need to sell drugs, dude. Right. right. You're Vince fucking Staples. Or, well, and I think this is a great segue into the Vince FM. Staples yeah. talk. Let's talk about FM. Uh, this is actually Stereo Gum's album of the week, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it's it's a cool little album, man. And actually, like on that point, we're calling it an album. And I thought it was interesting. I was on Twitter earlier this week, and I happened to catch Vince tweeted out. He tweeted, "I was about to tell y'all, FM, not an album, but I don't even know what an album is anymore. Right. So I'm just gonna, I'm just about to eat some catfish." <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was funny. So he's like, "I'm not even gonna you know, step in and say it." And I, I it, it, it is interesting because you know we talk about how. You know, rappers are changing what being a musician means, or like what being a collaborator or being on an album means. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've seen, I think you know it's sort of a tried and true trope to do a very heavy alliteration yeah. there. Um, like we talked about uh, Life of Pablo several times about how it challenged in some ways what an album could be. I feel like throughout you know the last few years. Whether it's through streaming services where albums can be fucking five songs yeah. or albums can be 38 songs. Right. Um, and that 38 song one could be 14 minutes and the five song one could be an hour. An hour like, and a half. Yeah. yeah. And like it's an interesting point Vince makes like FM may as well just be an album. Right. Because I think that's just become a catch all for any 
amount of music that you're putting out in a in like a collective group. Right. It's like, oh, you have six new songs. We'll just call it an album because like that's easier than calling it. And Drake kind of tested this with more life, where he's like, oh, it's a it's a playlist or it's a mixed uh, like not a mixtape, a playlist, like, a true many- playlist. It's like, dude, no, you just put out an overly long, bloated album. Like, like, how many classifications are we going to make? Exactly. Like, I think for all intents and purposes now, it's just, if you put out a collection of songs, it's going to be called an album. And yeah, streaming services have broken down that barrier. I think the artists themselves have broken that down. I think it's a combination of all these little factors that have just broken down what it is. So yeah, I'm going to call FM an album. It's interesting, though, because it's 22 minutes long, and there's all of like, it's like this... uh, Almost like this radio show. Yeah. That's like, but that was recorded. It's really funny. Parts it is, of it. yeah. The skit at the end when they're like, all right, like we're on the radio show, like we got a caller now, like name 10 celebrities or five celebrities whose names start with V. And they're like, uh, Vanessa Williams? Um, I can't think of another. And <laughs> oh, you're tripping. Because <laughs> what I thought was hilarious was they only gave him seven seconds to do it. It's like, dude, you can't say. Three names in seven seconds. And the way they react is so funny. This song, this album is is, is full of some jams, man. Like, it I, is. I really, it really like is. the first three tracks. I think are really strong. It's very good. Feels, Feels like, like summer's an awesome way I, to to kick that off. I've been really digging. Don't get chipped. Yeah. I think it's a cool yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, that one is really cool. Um, run the bands. 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 Yep. Uh, yeah, man. But there's it's it's really really cool. Um, scared money don't make money. Uh, is, is a cool line off Feels Like Summer. But Vince has been one of the most consistent yeah. rappers of the last few years, in my opinion, Jake. Now, that's not to say he's put out any of my favorites necessarily. I, I, I think Big Fish Theory would maybe get the closest to being one of my favorites. Now, when I was like, okay, this is probably my favorite by you, but this still isn't like my top three rap albums of the year probably yeah. Yeah. or it's like hovering around there Big Fish Theory was closest for me it's that and the Hell Can Wait EP yeah, which, which yep. really hooked me and, back. and I loved Summertime, o- Summertime 06 I, I that, really loved that I remember there be, it was it, so it's a double album there's something about Summertime 06 that never something about it didn't totally I know it's a little long it's 20 songs like there were just certain songs I didn't like but I, I like I will always listen to a Vince album totally is the totally thing. that's the thing whether it's an album or not yes exactly Exactly. So I really have been enjoying that. Uh, and then Jake, to to wrap up our yeah. uh, pun intended rap discussion. Yes. To um, wrap it up. There's this new song from Earl Sweatshirt that came out. I did not get a chance to listen to it. But yeah. What What were your thoughts? So it's called Nowhere to Go, all one word with a two in it. Okay. Um, if that tells you anything, it is. It doesn't. No, it doesn't tell you <laughs> anything at all. It uh, is a minute fifty four. Okay. Uh, and it it has this really weird sort of glitchy production going yeah. on. Um, I did kind of like it. By the time it was over, I was I was sort of digging it. I'm looking forward to what he does next. He, he's coming back with a new look now, Sean Earl. He's got I don't know if you can see on the Spotify page. He's got some long hair going. Um, I really like that look. Me too. You know what it reminds me of? There's there's some NBA players that have adopted basically that same look, where it's like some facial hair and then like longer braid-like yeah. hair. Mike Conley and Derek Rose both Derek have that Rose going. Cool. They both look really good. How about his 50-point game? I know. I can't believe that. Crazy. Um, it has been three years, sneakily, since he put out I Don't Like well, Shit, I Don't so Go Outside. The one thing that I can offer to this Earl Sweatshirt conversation, Jake, is I, I really liked 
his last two albums. Mm-hmm. Really, really like them. Uh, his uh, I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside, I believe, has a Frank Ocean collab on it, where it was one of the first times Frank rapped, um, and it's awesome. Um, but what I was going to say is, I can't remember, this might have been... Uh, that might be on Doris. Is it Sunday? Oh, Sunday. Yeah, is that on Doris? That's Doris. Okay, that's on Doris. Um, this might have been when I was on Twitter for the last time. One of the last interesting nuggets I saw on there um, was, I forget who it was, I forget how I saw it, but somebody said what Earl has been working on since he put out his last album is, like, amazing. And it's going to be, like, it's going to, like, change people's lives. or so. I think that's what I saw, that, was expectations are, like, pretty high for this. That's very exciting to me. I, and, and honestly, like, based on... Just the general vibe I got off this song, like again, it didn't change my life. It's a minute fifty-four. It didn't like it's a first listen type right. of deal where I, you know, there's still plenty to come with that. But I, I was excited by what I heard. Yeah. I was, and like I always, Earl has always struck me as someone who really has something there. Oh my god, yeah. Like Definitely. there's something very. He's interesting. still really young. Yeah, he is. So he's younger I, than us, I think, I'm, by a couple years. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does and, yeah. and what he's up to. I'll give that a listen for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Jake, we didn't have that much new music um, to speak of, and we really don't have that much coming. We're starting to hit that end of the year lull. So um, in honor of the party you're throwing at your new apartment this weekend, yeah. I thought it'd be fun if we gave our top five songs that have come out in 2018 that we'd most like to hear at a party. I, I like it, um, and... Yeah, if any listeners are out there who want to come to the party, feel free to swing by. Mm-hmm. You probably aren't listening and can't come. <laughs> but hey, that's an invite. That's actually Open a, nice, invite. a nice low stakes way to it invite. It is. It is. Do you want I, to kick us off? I here? do. So my number one song, and I've talked about it a lot on this podcast this year, Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. I think this is a perfect party song. Yeah. It has Drake introducing it. it. It perks the ears up a little bit. People are like, oh, is, is that Drake? I don't know this Drake song. It's like, well, it's not a Drake song. Because Travis Scott comes in next with his bouncy little verse. And then it switches back to Drake. And there's so many funny and fun lines to say, Jake, as you saw me perform yes. last weekend at my apartment. Very fun. Um, that give me just, the loot. That, give me the loot. That comes with listening to that song like 50 times this year and like doing that and just singing along to it. But Fantastic that's that's my that's my number one. That like by far bar none. Sicko mode's my number one. So I didn't really rank mine, but it's the first on my list, too. I saw it on your list, and yep. I was just like, yeah. It, it, undeniable. There's no fucking doubt in no. the world that that's going to be on it's a party undeniable. playlist. Yeah. I agree for all the same reasons. I'll just jump into my number two. Yes. Uh, I put If You Know You Know by Pusha T. So great. Pulling up in that new toy. <laughs> Wrists on that boy. <laughs> Rock style like Pink Floyd. I'm waving at you, boy. Ran off on the plug ten years ago. Or, like, that was ten years ago. So what's so funny about that song is I think we were playing musical flip cup once. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to put this song on. I did not realize how long that song goes on with no beat. Yeah. Where he's just saying that stuff off the top like yeah. to start the song. I was yes. like, ooh. There's like a whole minute of him just like like well, doing this. And playing that game, you want to wait until the beat drops. Yes, exactly. At least. Exactly. Or yeah. a, good distra- a good move is to stop it right as the beat's about to drop. Yeah, Especially if yeah. it's when people know. In any case, this is a a beat that cuts through the din of the party. Yes, it does. Because it's that yep. that high pitched yep. fucking thing going on. Um, awesome verses from Pusha. 
I just think it's a fun ass, it's incredibly jam fun. to to put on. I the I also have a Pusha T song mm-hmm. for for my next one. It's a little bit different. It's not as like in your face, brash or loud, but I think it it has like more of a little more of a backbone to it, and it's hard piano. Whereas yeah. you have that driving piano beat on it the whole time, and then you have Ricky Rick, Rick Ross coming in at the end, where people are like, "Oh, I love Rick Ross," or like maybe I didn't realize like this song was going on, and then Rick Ross comes in, or I I thought Rick Ross died. Ex- yeah, right, exactly, and then that starts a conversation. So I'm going with hard piano, fun fun rap song. Uh, I put on Angelina by Pine Grove, the skylight version. Yep. Uh, it's awesome, and it has like a it's a quick, catchy little song. Yep. Um, has the, the the hard drums come in, and like a, a lot of our friends know Pine Grove. Maybe yep. gets a discussion going about hey, like what version is this? Yeah. Who knows? Exactly. I, I like know. that a lot. Um, my next one, Jake. I have "Comeback Kid" by Sharon Van Etten. Have you had a chance to listen to this song yet? This is a song I don't know. This is an excellent song. This is not what you would expect from Sharon Van Etten. This is like an upbeat, fast-paced, hooky, big chorus song that I've really been enjoying. It's actually one of my favorites of the year. This has like sort of a disco feel to it and would sound good kind of soaring through the uh, the speakers in the air at the party. I'll throw it on the playlist for sure. Um, Bite the Hand by Boy Genius I have on here just because I've been... Such a good song. ...vibing to it lately. That's a song where it's like, okay, maybe... Six months from now, that doesn't end up on a party playlist. It's because of how recent But right it now, it's like, this song's hot. We're loving that EP. We want to share that with other people. That's exactly it. Yep. And I think it, it is a good conversation starter. And also, when it kicks in, it really goes. Oh, it does. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a, it's a little mopey at the beginning. It's a little slow. Just kind of a strummed electric yep. guitar. Uh, but, I, you know... I it, think it works. It kicks in Because you need well. different... Like, for a good party playlist, you need different vibes. It can't just all be like, oh, rap songs. It's Absolutely. like, I'm going to tune that out after a while. And when they all start harmonizing at the end, oh, and beautiful. the whole band is yep. really going, like yep. that, it's a cool sound. Um, my next one, Jake, I have Feel the Love by Kid C. Ghost, Kid Cudi, yes. and Kanye West. Because, first of all, you get Pusha coming in at the beginning, much like he does uh, in your pick. But you also just get the great, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like and that's fun to do with people and just like kind of yell. Yeah, like if you if you've had a couple and that song comes on and like you're with somebody or a few people who know it and you're just yelling indiscriminately, that's a lot of fun. It's fun. It's a that's a great great tune. Uh, I have Hookers by Tierra Whack. Mm. A minute, you're in, you're out. Yes, it's yes. hooky as hell. I actually feel like I, I should get a few Tierra Whack songs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a Tierra Whack suite. Yeah, a medley so, of Tierra Whack. So there would be a few yeah, on there. Absolutely. And they're fun. They're quirky. They're catchy as hell. And they have like you know, there's a nice little beat to a lot of them. Um, this is a salt, mo- pepper, ketchup, and hot sauce. <laughs> Just that on a loop all yes, night. Yeah. Uh, my next one, Jake. Um, I have Uproar by Lil Wayne. Um, and the reason I put this on, I think this is the strongest song from Carter Five. Okay. Um, when I first heard it, it's this awesome bouncy swizz beats beat. Um, and I've put this on at a couple gatherings in the past, and people have been like, "Whoa! Like, is this the new Lil Wayne?" People are like blown away and impressed by it because I think what has happened with Lil Wayne is even if you were a fan like in the past or back in high school, because people have said this to me when I put this on, they're like, "Oh, I used to love Lil Wayne," and then he like started like I then I kind of fell off I didn't really care but they're like I really like this song maybe I'll have to listen to Carter 5 so Uproar is a very good like bouncy upbeat in your face kind of kind of thing uh from that Swizz Beats production so it's a really good one 
Um, I have Rollin' With The Flow by Kurt Vile. Just because I've been very mm. much vibing on this song. Yeah. And this is a good change of pace song as yeah. well. It's a change of mood, and I, you need that, as you uh, said before. Um, and this one is a very chill sort of vibe going on, yep. and it, 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 it's a catchy little song. I think it's yep. among the catchiest on the 100%. Kurt Vile album. Totally. It, it's the most sort of uh, poppy sort of song going on there. Um, it's concise. It's probably, what, yeah. four minutes? Yeah, Something about. Like that. Yeah, you don't necessarily want, like, one Mass of those words. seven, eight, nine, ten minute songs, because yeah. it's like, what what's going on here? A little too long. Yeah. Uh, this one, I think, is just the right length. It has enough pop appeal to appeal to everybody at the party, probably. And uh, yeah, and I it, it has a the, that catchy little like yeah, thing in the background yeah. is I think well, you know it, it's an earworm. Um, I have two options here, Jake, that that we could take from this new Metro Boomin album. The first one's Ten Freaky Girls that we had mentioned. Uh, the other one is No Complaints. This is the one that actually doesn't have Travis Scott or Twenty One Savage on it. This is just Offset and Drake. This is the last track. The right? Last track. It's it's really it's really good. Like this is peak. Migos or Offset in this case just yelling shit in the background where he's like I got Rex in the bank Rex like <laughs> steak on my plate steak like, <laughs> like all that kind of stuff and then you got Drake coming in who's basically like I'm so rich uh, and he has that line at 23 I bought it all just to make sure it's like yeah. I bought everything just to make sure that like wouldn't bring me happiness and I think it's really interesting especially and I meant to bring this up earlier Jake on these trap albums the vibe is basically like we're so rich, life like isn't real anymore, yeah. and we need to do this crazy shit to like feel anything or so try and figure this out. That was gonna be my my question for you is like they all they can't all be this rich. I I I thought the same thing in the past. Like like Twenty One Savage isn't as rich as Drake. Fuck no, no, he's definitely not as rich as Drake. But I think they're rich. I do. Is that dude that rich? I think Twenty One Savage because like look, there's so much. Like rap is so popular, and there's so much money there still somehow. And there's money in the in your group, in your in your, <laughs> in your cadre. So to speak. yeah, like all it takes, I think, is like to be on a couple verses. I in you know, if we're going off the Nicki Minaj monster, uh, yeah, fifty k for a verse, no album out. Like these dudes are getting fifty k minimum to do one verse probably on an album. Like imagine what like he's getting from this or imagine what he got to be on that song on Astro World or yeah. any of the other stuff. That's so, a great point. Like dude, that adds up and like yeah, it really 50k does. if you're getting that. And that was in 2010. Yeah. Yeah, and dude, off- different culture. Offset then. on this song is like I bring in a quarter mil a week. And then Drake's talking about the Migos and Drake tour. He's like 83 dates. Like take was unbelievable. And it's just like, yeah, man, you're probably you probably made like millions and millions just from that tour. Yeah. So that song's basically like, I got no complaints, but like, you know, I got racks in the bank, I got racks in the safe, but like, I'm still, like, I still am not happy. You I'm know? still unhappy. So that's a really good one. And then the last one I want to say, Jake, um, is this song by Rosalia. Uh, she got a best new music on Pitchfork today. Um, I heard this song on one of their playlists weeks ago and loved it Pienso Tu Mira or something oh yeah this the album's actually really good it's only 30 minutes I listened to it oh, it's like you? 
Spanish like just pop music. It's Dude. awesome. Really? And I would put on Pienso Tu Mira uh, from that album. It's really good. Will do. I, I didn't realize that it was the same artist. Because I yeah. remember you showed yeah. me that song yeah. a while back. I didn't check that out yeah, yet. Yeah, you should. It's Because that song's great. And then it's just it's 30 minutes. And all of them are like pretty catchy. So Very nice. Pienso Tu Mira Looking forward Rosalia. To, yeah. Looking forward to the party. I'll definitely, I'm going to throw together a playlist. I'll Hell include yeah. all of these and, yeah. and more uh, cuts from Very good. albums that came out this year in Yesteryear. Very Sean. good. Very Speaking good. of yesteryear, yeah. I have a recommendation. Oh of the yes, week let's. For yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like my recommendations of the week have just turned into classic rock. They've been like I'm like an old guy and yeah. want everyone to know it. They've turned into they're just it's like sort of like hidden gems from classic rock mm-hmm. that I have been exploring. Yep. What I've been listening to a lot this week is the Kinks, actually, uh, a band I've never really gotten into. I yeah. tried these albums a while back, but I didn't. It didn't stick. It really stuck these past couple weeks. Uh, and the albums are Village Green Preservation Society and Arthur or The Decline of the British Empire. The the Kinks have a run of albums that have just insanely long titles. Yeah. Uh, from this, the Village Green came out in 68, Arthur came out in 69. Kind of like for them, to me, it's almost like a Revolver, uh, Sergeant Pepper right, type right. of deal. Where Village Green got almost no attention whatsoever. Dude, sold like 25,000 copies. That's unbelievable in a time where like albums people bought music yeah because that was the only way you're gonna hear it and that only sold 25 that's how that's how many albums that like an indie band will top out with now right and and arthur didn't sell that much better but it got i think it sold a little bit better had i think at least one hit or like semi hit that charted low okay but like these were not popular albums and they they, i think a big reason was when people think of the kinks they think of you really got me and they think of all day and all those are the only those are the songs i know that's the kinks i know so these albums are very very different than that they're these sort of like uh, the the way I have described them, and it's really because I've heard other people say it. Yeah. But it it, it makes sense when you hear it. They're insanely British. They're like yes. it, it's very like if bands took as much influence as they did from American music, R and B, blues, yeah, rock and roll. This is the Kinks playing as a rock band, but they are taking all kinds of inspiration from traditions of English music. Oh, which is very interesting. Okay, so it's not like even music just hall like, Okay, like, so it's not even just like <laughs> lyric lyrical quality. In some ways, it's lyrical, and they come across as British dudes. Gotcha. Like, there's no question on the on the very British scale. Is this more or less than Alex Turner having a song that's just about black treacle? Uh, it is like on par with that. I okay. would say because it's like their songs called like Victoria. And there's yeah. songs like there's a song called Australia, which is about like British people who moved to Australia <laughs> right, and like right. whatever that cultural differences right. are between those things, um, you know. And there's there's songs literally called the Village Green Preservation yep. Society. So it's just like semi tongue in cheek, um, you know, kind of thing about preserving the old ways. Yeah. That is like both it's 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 done tongue in cheek, but it's also done with nostalgia. Yeah, and it's a lot of references to you know growing up in Britain and like what mm. it was like there. The songs are awesome. The, the the lead singer and songwriter from the Kinks, Ray Davies, did a lot of really interesting stuff. He was a he's a very talented songwriter and uh, had a real perspective and a real different kind of musicality that I don't think got appreciated then and has right. not been appreciated now. Right. I never fully well, you are Jake, so pat yourself on the back. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, I never fully knew about it, and yeah. it's it's just been cool to explore it and like. Um, these are some really fucking cool albums. Yeah. I would just advise, like, if you're interested in exploring 
an area of classic rock that it's likely you haven't right. really checked out because those are running out for people like Yeah, that's that's a great point. You and me for that's, sure. That's a great point. This has been cool. And uh so yeah, I th- that's I will my... I will have to check that out. We did talk about that earlier in the week and I I <clears throat> am going to make it a point. What were my last listen. 3? I had the Kinks Frank this week. Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa the week before and then, two uh, weeks ago. And then God knows what else. Yeah. Probably Some like up. Buffalo Springfield or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm long past <laughs> being able to recommend them again. Uh, that'll do it for us this week. Like I said, nothing really of note coming next week. The only two big albums I can think of, Jake, before the end of the year are New Lana Del Rey, produced by Jack Antonoff, which will be interesting. I'm and then for that. Uh, the new 1975 album, uh, which I, I've heard a couple singles and I really liked both of them. So excited we'll for that as well. We'll see. Uh, So, yeah, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks, everybody. All right, man. We're on the mic. Cool. We're doing it. Um... So the midterm elections took place. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Things. I mean, I think there's no misconception about the fact that we're pretty liberal. Oh yeah. Things yeah. went. Things went pretty good. Not ultimately amazing, but pretty good. Yeah. I, a net positive, I guess, getting the the house back. But yeah. I think overall, still, I, I would have liked to see have seen more. I guess. Yeah. But so in a way, it's like yeah, this was a small win, but I wanted a big win. So now because we didn't get a big win, it feels like a small loss. You know what else was interesting about the the storyline of it was it was like they lost, they won the house, they lost the senate. It was a complicated storyline, yeah. which my brain didn't yes. like in the moment. Yes, um, there is so much explanation that happens, like Wolf Blitzer's in the fucking Situation Room, and they got guys looking at like county maps and things, and they're like now. This county went to Clinton back in 2016, and this one went to Trump. And it's like only one percent perform <laughs> reporting so far. It's like, well, why are we even like speculating here? You know? Can you imagine? Like, dude, you know what's crazy to me is when they're like 30 percent reporting. We're calling the race. Yeah, it's like for, how? I, they just know because they're like, look, in this state, this county, this county, and this county went for this person. Yeah, we know. Four through six are definitely going for them too, based on past. Do they history. stop counting the votes? No, no, the state will count the votes okay. until they finish. But the, on TV, <laughs> that's like how they fucked up the Gore Bush thing, right? Because they were like, "Well, like we can call it for Gore," right? Not the case. Our country would be radically different if we uh, if we didn't fuck up Florida in two thousand. And the the thing of it is, Jake, in two thousand, if we had a pure popular vote. True, true. We which we should have, but the coastal elites, Jake. Oh, it was like but the- God, we can't have them deciding things. It's like, well, uh, they're There's smarter. More of them. There's more of them. They're more progressive. Like they're bringing our country into the fucking future. How about that, guys? It's like, why? Why shouldn't it just be? There's more of them. Yes, like that. That's it. So they, yeah, like there's more fucking people there. I- I don't get it, man. Like this country's a, like too big. If there's a billion good. people in one state and ten in another, we're gonna be like, well, we need to make sure oh, it represents the ten yeah. fucking back ass words. It, it, fucking it, It's like their vote should count. Basically their votes do count more. Their votes count for like one point two five votes. Like, and why? ours 
account for like 0. 0.90. And it's like, wait a minute, how is this like? Yeah, I I flat out feel like my vote doesn't count because I'm a I'm, I'm a I'm like just going to vote straight Democrat. Same. And those aren't the votes that end up swinging things. No, no, like I'm not. a guaranteed vote. Yes, exactly, exactly. We're the base. We are the literal base. Yeah, and it's like. Other than that, like you get to swing moderates. Yes, that's the whole. That's true. Yeah. So like we, you know, we were talking about well, who are the Democrats going to run in twenty twenty that can like do anything and like make some noise? And I was saying how a lot of young Democratic voters want really progressive candidates like Bernie Sanders or you know among others. And it's like those aren't going to be the people that swing those moderates. We need basically a Republican. We I need, know. How need, fucked is that? We need like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes. Yes. We need somebody. We need somebody who is essentially fiscally and probably socially a Republican, but <laughs> right. it's like I'm a Democrat. Like, <laughs> right, right. you know what I mean? Like, I, I just yeah, because it's not going to happen otherwise. Uh, so, who do you think the best bet is? Dude, God, I, I really don't know. What about this guy, Cory Booker? Uh yeah, I guess I don't know too much about him. I know I like know of him. He seems like maybe there could be a groundswell. Where's he I, from? Uh, that's a good question. I actually don't know. Let's look at it. And up. then I've heard Elizabeth Warren thrown around. I, I would vote for her definitely, but like she knows she's thing, definitely not going to swing those moderates. Trump's Trump's gonna say Pocahontas once, and all the moderates will be like, well. I believe him because, Cor- like, I'm dumb. Cory Booker is a senator in New Jersey. Okay. I should have gone with my gut. My first guess okay. was New Jersey. Okay. He uh, is 6'4". Wow. Ooh. Tall candidates have historically done very well. Presidential. You know, taller than Trump. Trump yeah. is, I believe, 6'3". Wow. Trump is sneaky tall. He yes, looks he like is. he would be short as shit. Well, his ties are so long. Um, so yeah, I've heard Elizabeth Warren, definitely Bernie Sanders, I think is, is considering a run. And I've also heard, and I don't want that Joe Biden, cause like that is the definition of like, we are going with the safest pick possible. Yeah. He, but you know, he would be, uh, he would be popular. It's true. He might just be like, Hey, like I'm cool. You guys loved Obama, right? Remember I'm, me? I said funny stuff sometimes. I'm like his bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Donald Trump now, is six three. Can so. can if oh, if Biden won, could he have Obama as his vice president or no? Mm. That's a fair question. I don't know the answer to that. Imagine uh, another Obama Biden ticket. Unbelievable. How about how about uh, Beto O'Rourke, Jake? So yeah, you mean you mean. Beta oh cuck. That's what Ted we, we said that's what Ted Cruz should have gone with. And he didn't. No, won anyway. Still won because it's Texas. Texas is bass backwards. It is. Shout out Kurt Vile. Kurt Vile. Um uh yeah, I, I it was inspiring what he did. I liked the hit. Did you see how he's like I'm so fucking proud of you guys. Oh, I didn't see that. No, there was a big thing on Twitter of it. Like he was like number one trending when I woke up yeah. in the middle of the night to see what's up. I was like, oh, he won. He didn't. I was very disappointed. Yeah. But he got up in front of the crowd and he was like talking to the Texans out yep. there, and he was like, I'm so fucking proud of and you guys. Awesome. He got up there, dropped a big F, and dude, Twitter blew the fuck up, and everyone was like, Beto 2020. Yes, like, yes, dude, interesting. Get this wow. guy. Wow. Okay, here we go. Can a former president become vice president? Um, Hang outside the bang outside. Uh, I thought I'd find it quicker. Could Joe Biden pick Barack Obama right. as okay. his running mate? Uh, Washington Post says yes, but. 
Oh, God, I don't have time for the butt. Is this a situation where it's like because Obama has served eight years, the maximum you can serve is 10? So it's like, yes, he could be vice president, but if you were in a situation where yep. he had to become president, he couldn't necessarily finish out the term yeah, if he, it was longer than two years. I think he would go It would go to the third in yes. line. Yeah. He couldn't be president for any more years. Uh, isn't it that you can, like, if you become vice president at the end of... Or if you're vice president and you, let's say the president gets assassinated with one year left in there. You could be 10. And you could be like, I'm taking over for that year or two. Then you're like, I had a great last two years. The country rallied behind me. Now I'm running for president. You win. I think you can still run again. Like he could run you for could do a, a full two terms. Yes, yes. So he'd have I his full two terms and then he'd have like, <laughs> I had that bonus here too. I do wonder if it's different. Ask, what's the longest you can be president for? I'm pretty sure it's 10 years. The longest. I'm having trouble typing. Typed lonest. Longest you can be president. 10 years? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Hell yeah. Good Civics. Call. Master well done. here. 10 yeah. years is the maximum. At two times is the maximum number yep. a president yep. can be elected. However, in all caps, unnecessary. If the sitting vice president assumes the office of president and serves only two years or less, yes. then he or she may run for two terms. Yes. Now, I don't know if that would apply then for Barack. Well, how could it not though? Because like, he would just be vice president. It would be in reverse. Yeah. So he could be a 10-year president. Or like, what are the odds? I would that... fucking take that, man. I would, too. That'd be awesome. That would be cool. At least he's like, dude, he didn't do everything right, but no, at least but he's, he's... he's a person. A palatable yes. person who seems to have, yes. like, intelligence and can yes. speak with grace. Exactly. Exactly. Fuck, man. I know. We have this bumbling fucking oath <laughs> as president Very, now. very upsetting. Um, so, yeah, I, I think overall it's, it's a slight positive, but, like, you know, we have a big hole to dig out of and that's that's not that's barely making a dent yeah. it's like we got the shovel out of the shed and we're that's it that's it that's it we, haven't we now have a tool yeah yes yes and it's like not Before the best we... shovel either no it's, it's not. the worst shovel it's the snow... senate's the better shovel yeah. the house is like oh okay it's a snow shovel yeah it's like uh, we can dig a hole with this but like it's gonna suck it's clumsy it's yeah. like too big yeah, yeah it's like i need a precision tool like the senate <laughs> like a spade <laughs> jake <laughs> Exactly. The shit we put down on on uh, is on, on a recording here is is unbelievable. I hope it's interesting to someone. <laughs> I hope so. But too. yeah, beta twenty twenty, like yeah, dude. The the beta okuk jokes write themselves. <clears throat> they do, um, but you know, hopefully that gets old fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I would hope. So it's too. like because oh, it like already has, and only we've been saying it. So. <laughs> right, um, and I like him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, let's dive in then, Jake. Let's, let's dive in here. Uh, all right, ready? Three, two, one. 